faithfulness. Can you lift one hand with me? Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. I transcend. I rise above the earth. I access the third heavens and I rule over the earth. Every power released. Every projection released from the second heavens against my life, against my destiny, against my health, against my church. I declare I come from above. So I am above all. In the name of Jesus. Say witchcraft. Occult manipulations. Today. Your power is broken. Over my life. In the name of Jesus. Every blessing. That you stopped. Today. I operate. From a higher dimension. I command the doors to open. I enter the doors. Right now, I step in. I step in. In the name of Jesus. I take possession. Now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's pray this prayer again. Lift up your hand with me. Say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I rise above. I rise above. I operate as Jesus operated. No power could touch him. And no power can touch me. What he did was to love his enemies. Today, I pray anybody that has risen against me, operated against me, spoken against me, worked against me. I declare mercy over their lives. I pray now anybody going through my problem, oh God, remember them. Remember them in the name of Jesus. Anybody that needs what I need, supply them their needs. According to your riches, in glory, in Jesus' name. And as you do for them, I will be the first. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We will become better. Hallelujah. Oh, turn to somebody, tell the person we will become better. Tell him the story will change. It will always change. And after today, you will not be the same. Amen. I want to assure you, I want to assure you that we are receiving revelation from heaven direct. I mean, we are receiving word. And Paul said that we speak with words given to us by the Holy Ghost. And I am, I am more convinced now than ever that the Lord is releasing so much revelation and so much power that 
You know, there are times you, 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 you are not too bold. At times, Paul said one day, he said, this thing I'm telling you is not by divine command. It is my normal wisdom. And there are times he's sure about what he's talking about. And I'm very sure about what I'm talking about. I'm saying that God is giving us so much revelation. And in this church, if you remain the same, then you are a strange human being. So decide to get better. Are you with me, church? No, decide to get better. Amen. Father, we thank you today. We thank you that your word is coming forth in power and it is coming forth decidedly for a change in the lives of your people. Therefore, Spirit of God, take control over this place. Rule over this place. Cover this place. Now, let the cloud of your glory and your presence let it settle in this house. In the name of Jesus, hide us behind the glory. And as the word comes forth, the power to heal, release it over your people. The power to transform, release it over your people. The power to translate, release it over your people. And cause a complete change in our lives. In the name that is above every name. Somebody shout, Amen. 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 Now, take your Bibles with me. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to Matthew. I have a couple of scriptures I want to read. Let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, we'll start from verse 23. Matthew chapter 14, we'll start from verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. 24. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. I pray that we have one or two people here today who will pray this prayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who will pray this prayer. And you will walk on water. Amen. The, the sea is just here. We're going to do a demonstration. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down of the boat, he walked on the water. To Jesus. Oh, my Jesus. He walked on the water to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. I don't know if you read the Bible, do you, do you have pictures? 
Do you see videos? I wanted to see videos. I don't know how close Jesus was to the guy. And if you're on water, you are sinking. You don't take seconds. Not no second. I mean, whom? You are gone. So I don't know how close he was to Jesus. I don't know how many miracles happened on the water that day. How many miracles? Because for Jesus to stretch his hand and catch a man who is sinking in water, either he's close to the man or wherever he was, he elongated his hand so long it was able to catch the guy. Something happened. I don't know what, what happened, but it was not normal and it was not natural. Secondly, I don't know how heavy Peter was and how heavy Jesus is. But at this level, you realize he was operating, Jesus was operating differently. And he could carry a man like Peter. Hallelujah. And he said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? 32. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to the second scripture, Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 6. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus and raised us up together and made us. He made who? Are you part of the us? And I'll be giant. Okay. He made us sit together in heavenly places. Did we sit in Spinter's Road? Did he make us sit in church in Spinter's Road? But he made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Levadosiah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 20, 21. Ephesians 1, 20, 21. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him. Now in chapter 2, he's talking about us, raising us. But you see, before he, he talked about raising us, he had talked about Jesus first in chapter 1, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. So you see, when he gets to chapter 2 and he's talking about raised us together, you must ask the question, together with who? Raised us together in chapter 2. He raised us together. You must ask the question. He raised us together with who? Because you cannot be raised together alone. Hello? You cannot be raised together when you are alone. Once you bring together, it means with somebody. And in chapter 2, he raised us. But when he raised us, he raised us together. He didn't mention with who, but he had already said who in chapter 1. In chapter 1, he has also raised Christ from the dead and made him to sit 
at the right hand in the heavenly places. So Christ is seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. And in chapter 2, we are also raised together, made to sit with Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 21. Far above all principality and power. Can we read 21 together? One, go. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody must be excited what God is doing in your life. Amen. May the Lord add his, his blessing to the reading of his word. Can we please take our seat in heavenly places where we belong? Hallelujah. Now, I am speaking today on the topic, come walk on water. Amen. Is anybody here who is interested in walking on water? If you are interested, then we have to practice it. So when we close, we have to practice it. Amen. But come walk on water. Last week, last week the, Lord, the Lord blessed us. The Lord blessed us. Amen. Yeah, last week the Lord blessed us. And today, I want us to take a look at something. Now, the scriptures that we have read, Posits two powerful realities to us. First of all, the scriptures we have read makes it clear, or they make it clear to us that there are two dimensions. There are two dimensions of existential realities. What I mean is there are two dimensions of existence. And these two dimensions of existence are happening concurrently. They are happening simultaneously. They are happening at the same time. Amen. There are two levels of existence. And they are happening at the same time. The born again reality or the born again experience. Let me teach you something. The born again experience gives us access to live in two dimensions at the same time. Jesus said in John chapter 3 to Nicodemus, Jesus said, he that is born, I think verse 6, he said, he that is born of the spirit is what? Is spirit. And he that is born of the flesh is what? Now let's analyze this statement. He that is born of flesh is flesh. He that is born of spirit is spirit. The question is, is there anybody here who was not born of flesh? Everybody was born of flesh. Flesh means your mother gave birth to you. Whichever way you, you take it. I mean, whether you came like Macbeth or whatever, still there was a woman in the... Pre <laughs> you know Macbeth? Yeah, yeah. 
if you try to fa- take the thing behind, I wasn't born naturally by, by you know, whatever. The issue is you were still, you were still processed through a woman, right? Okay. If you've not read Macbeth, go and read it. You understand what I'm talking about. But everybody was born by a woman. That is what Jesus means by he that is flesh or is flesh. So everybody seated here under the sound of my voice, you are flesh, first of all. And Jesus says, he that is born of flesh is flesh. But he says, he that is born of the spirit, he didn't say he has the spirit. Do you get me? Jesus did not say that that person who is born of the spirit has spirit. He says he that is born of the spirit is spirit. Are you with me? So it means your very composition of who you are, you now you have now become spirit. It means that we are talk, we are looking at you and we are talking about two different types of you. There is one type of you that is flesh and it is complete. And then there is another type of you that is also spirit and he is also complete. Now these two parts of you exist and they live in two different planes or two different dimensions. They don't live in the same place. He that is spirit, the spirit of you, lives with Christ in the heavenly places, seated with Christ in the heavenly places, and the one that is flesh, I'm looking at you right now. You are seated here. Now, the Bible says, let me just give you more flesh about the spirit. The Bible says in John chapter 4, Jesus says to the, the Samaritan woman, he says, God is spirit. He didn't say God has a spirit. God is spirit. In John chapter 4, God is spirit. And they that worship him must do it in spirit and in truth. So God's nature is that he is spirit. Now as spirit, he does not live on this earth. Because the Bible says the heavens belong to God, but the earth has he given to the sons of men. So the earth has been given to you, but the earth is given to you for your flesh to live on this earth. So you as flesh, you live here on this earth, but God is spirit, he lives in heaven. You also, you are spirit. Your spirit aspect lives with God in heaven because it does not live here on the earth. This earth belongs to flesh and blood. So if there are two dimensions of you and one lives here as flesh and one lives in the heavens as spirit, then you must understand that there are benefits and there are ways of operating the two. And then there is a place, there is a place where God expects that one will have control over the other for you to have success where you are. Right now, we are here on this earth. Now, if we are here on this earth, we are not just preparing to go to heaven and we stop everything so we can appear in heaven. No. Whilst we are here on this earth, the Lord expects that we have victory every day 
of our lives. Now, for us to be able to move in that dimension of victory, we must understand that the Bible says that he that comes from above is above all. And that is also in John chapter 3. He that comes from above is above all. It means that he that lives in the heavens is above he that lives on the earth. Which means for you to have success here on the earth as your flesh. The part of you that is spirit must find a way. Are you following me at all? The part of you that is spirit that lives in the heavens must find a way to collaborate with you that is flesh on this earth to be able to overcome all because he that comes from above. So the part of you in heaven must come from above and come and collaborate with he that is on the earth and must be able to overcome all. Otherwise, if only your flesh that lives on this earth is the one you are operating, you will be defeated all the time because there are others who have mastered the art of coming down from the heavens to collaborate with their flesh to overcome you. And I'm talking about different dimensions of existence. You are existing in the third heavens with God, but there are others who are not existing with God in the third heaven. They also exist in two dimensions, here on the earth, and they exist in the second heavens as well. There is that is the first heaven, second heaven, third heavens. Where we are, you can call it the first heavens, it's space. But there is a second heaven that is not open to human eyes. It's a demonic world. It is the office and headquarters of Satan where he operates from. Which is where he sends forth his demons to project against Christians and to release from their headquarters against your activities. When they plot and they plan your accident, it is plotted from somewhere and then projected through the elements of the earth against you. If you do not know how to contact and access your other half in the heavens so that you can come upon them then you will always have to be a servant to them and they will have to rule. So now I am not teaching normal teachings. Now it is time we start eating a little bit of meat and for you to start operating like who you actually are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, man on the earth, physical man on the earth has found a way to master the earth. We have been able to master the earth by developing our faculty, our, our, our sensual faculty, our physical faculties. We've been able to master the earth and the elements of the earth, the basic elements of the earth. And we have manipulated them in our favor. And because we have been able to master the earth, we are benefiting from the earth. The elements of the earth, we, we're talking about the earth, we're talking about air, we're talking about fire. We're talking about water. You can add ether, which is space, about it. These elements are elements that control this earth or this dimension where we are living. They are elements that control this dimension. Anybody that can master them will benefit from them. And we have found a way to master them. And we are using them actually in our benefit. I mean, talk about air. Talk about air. If you talk about air, we're talking about aerodynamics. We're talking about how to use the air to benefit us. You talk about aerodynamics, three laws of aerodynamics. Thrust, drag, 
lift. How air can cause you to go faster. And how air can stop you from going faster. And how air can cause you to rise in life. All these things, we have mastered them. I mean, if, 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 a hot, if, if a hot air balloon is rising, it's because they've captured air and they've heated the air. And when the air within the balloon is hot, it becomes lesser or lighter in density. So it will have to rise because the air around it is heavier in density. So the, one, the, the balloon will have to rise by all means because the air in it is hot and lighter. They are using the air. If, if a helicopter or a plane will rise, the rotor blades will have to move. And as they move in the air, it begins to lift because it's working against the air. Then it's lifting. If your life will lift on this earth, the elements will play a role. And those who have mastered the elements of the earth are using it in their favor. Because air has a density. Anything that moves in the air will have resistance from the air. By all means, you have resistance. Your ability to fashion or design yourself in such a way that the air will not stop you, but rather push you, will make you advance and go ahead of others. Talk about fire. People have mastered how to contain fire. And you talk about using fire to cook. You talk about using fire to warm yourself. Others are using fire for propulsion and for signal. They're able to use fire to propel and, and, and thrust rockets into space. And they are making money, big money, using fire. Fire. Oxidizers. Fire. And, and exhaustion. And they push. And things go up into sky. I am talking about using the element and they are benefiting. Now, all these things, I am talking about the fact that we have mastered this physical earth. And it is benefiting us. The laws of economics, mathematics, English, all these ones, socioeconomic, political astuteness, people are using it and they are benefiting from it. The more you master the elements of where you live, the better you become. So stop preparing for heaven alone Whilst you are here on this earth, God expects that you rule and take dominion and you must advance and be ahead. You cannot be a loser and, and represent, you can't represent God as a loser. Church, are you with me? Are you with me? I'm not walking on over your head. I'm not walking over your head. Now, even if I am, I will. I need you to rise a bit. Hallelujah. I need you to rise a bit. Now, just as we have, we have mastered this plane, there are others who have also mastered another plane. There is another plane, another dimension where others have mastered. And those who have mastered this plane have control over those who have not mastered this plane. I mean, all along, the conversation has been, now, who has mastered better than the other on this earth? Who is a superpower in the world now? Who has more, more money in the world now? In, the, in this world, who is better at manipulating the elements better? He is better. So now, which country is the superpower? Which country? And their wisdom now has pushed them to, who can develop the most effective killing, killing machine? Who can kill better now? He's better now. He's, he's powerful now. So whilst we are beating drums and dancing around in, in, in our beats and nakedness and jumping all over the place, they are developing atomic and hydrogen bombs uh, that can wipe out a whole country. So one day you'll be dancing and then boom, you are in heaven. 
And you'll be calling for the next tune. And the angels will be asking you, where do you think you are? Who's going to beat that tune for you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But let me tell you this. Let me lift the, the game a bit up a little. In all our advancement, in all our technological advance and invention, military powers, whenever man comes in contact with a higher dimension than himself, whether in the second uh, dimension or the, or, the, or the third heaven, when man comes in contact with people or powers from the, from the next dimension, we are utterly disarmed. We are, we are disgracefully humiliated and defeated. We are left without an answer at all. We don't know how to handle them. Look, a pastor was, 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 was abruptly contacted by an occult member. And the occult member comes to his office. He said, you've been talking and making a come out. The pastor comes out, shows him a tree. He said, you see this tree? The guy pointed at the tree and all the flowers and the leaves dropped. Right in front of the pastor, he says, let them come back. The pastor too should let the thing come back. And all the pastor knows is God loves you. God will save you. Trust in God. He will pay your school fees. That is all. And he's, he's faced with somebody who has mastered another dimension. And he has no answer. He doesn't know what to say. Doesn't know what to do. And men who encountered these people or these powers, they were left. Some of them have become insane, mad, walking in our street. You have no idea why some people are mad and walking up, up, up and down our street. Some of them have had encounters with these powers and they, hadn't, they didn't know how to handle it and they have gone mad. Pastors who have gone mad, arrested and chained at the, at the asylum or whatever they call it. Uh, and many of them because they encountered spirits. They encountered people from another dimension and they didn't know what to do. And they've gone mad. Some of them have miscarried destinies. Children. Some of them have died before their time because they encountered powers and they didn't know what to do about, about them. These powers have produced They've produced accidents. They've produced mass murderers. They've produced insane people. Mass murderers like Adolf Hitler of, of Germany. Mass murderers like Benito Mussolini of uh, Italy. Mass murderers like uh, Joseph Stalin of uh, Soviet Union. Mass murderers like Idi Amin Dada. Of where? Is it Uganda? These guys were... They, they, they had been encountered with spiritual. Learn from, I mean, read all of them. You will know that all of them had encounters with demons. Hitler was in your court. Idi Amin's mother was a fetish priest. All these guys had gone through encounters with the supernatural. And the supernatural overshadowed them and produced in them who they are, produce it in the human being. And they had no answers. The men of God of the day had no answers because they were all engaged on the earth, trying to master the earth when there was another dimension where they are seated above the second heavens so they can rule over the second heavens. But nobody's interested. Nobody's interested. And they have raised these people. They have encountered us. And they have defeated and they have destroyed. They appear in the night. 
and they kill. They appear in the day. They bring sicknesses. They appear at dawn and they destroy. I remember a lady came all the way from Adan. And what is her problem? She was listening to the bishop. Bishop, those days, was the bishop on the radio. And he, she came. And they called me from the house to come and meet her. I came. I asked her, what is the problem? I looked at her leg. And her leg had peeled. The whole leg from here, from the knee down, had peeled all the way to the foot. And it had become red. And I said, what is it? He says, every night a spirit comes to sleep with her. And, and, when, and, and she sees the spirit sleeps with her and this particular time slept with her and some liquid or fluid from the spirit fell on her leg and this is the, the, the result. Maybe it's against your theology. This cannot happen. This cannot happen. When it happens to you, you there will be no theology against it once you experience it. Are you with me? Oh yeah? I was, I, was, I was praying wherever I was when, when, when the Lord showed me a member of this church twice and the spirit of death was following him. Everywhere the guy goes, the spirit of death is following him. And, 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 and God has shown me how they look at, the spirit of death looks like. So when I see him amongst, somewhere last week, I saw a building. And in the building were different kinds of spirits. And I saw the spirit of death as part of them. He rises above all the spirits. Then he comes down. He rises above all of them. And I knew that uh, they are planning something. They are planning something which is deadly. But this, this man, this spirit will be following. And the spirit will bow the head. And like a shadow, wherever the guy goes, the spirit follows him like that. The, and the Lord said, the second time I saw him, he said, it is because they have decided and it's going to happen. And, it, and so we have to stand in and cancel it. And he's alive today. Hallelujah. He's alive today. Now, these kind of activities are going on day by day in our schools. I mean, Osamami showed me a, a, a letter that had been written by a school. And what is happening is that there's an internet site. We'll have to get it and put it on the page. I don't know whether you put it on the page. An internet site that children are, are they are they are contacting that internet site and they are reading material. Now, you, they, they are reading and they will see a doll. A doll. So they are interested in playing with the doll. And then the doll begins to talk. It begins to talk. And then begins to indoctrinate the children telling them to kill. Telling them to kill. Showing them how to do it. This thing can tell them how to kill people and how to kill themselves. And make it fun for the children. And the teachers of the school have wrote it, I mean, they've written a letter, they wrote it out and sent it out. That watch what your children are watching. Because as they engage us, we don't seem to have an answer. And I don't know about you, but if you leave it like that and continue operating the way you are operating, they will wipe you out anytime soon. They wipe you out. Hallelujah. Now, this has been our story until one day, until one day, a man traveled and journeyed across the dimensions and stepped 
into this earth. And thank God, he didn't come in as God, just spirit. He came in covered in flesh like you and I. So that we will understand that it is possible for a man to operate from the third heavens. And be able to conquer the second heavens and the first heavens. He came to show us how. And after he showed us how, he put us right in front of the battle. And now he's going to trust us to mount up as, with wings as eagles and overcome what the devil has done. And this morning, I'm going to call people out to start walking on the waters because these waters have drowned many ships, drowned many businesses, drowned many people, but a generation is coming. I believe it. I believe strongly. A generation is coming that wants to walk on these waters. When the waters rise, they will step on his neck. When the waters move, they will step on his neck. When the waters rise up, they will bring it down. I'm praying for a generation like that who will say enough is enough these waters will have to bow to the name of our God his name is Jesus when Jesus entered the Bible makes it clear he casted out demons he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power he went about doing good healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him he casted them out and the demons and principalities were subject to him they had no answer for this man, they had no answer. When he spoke, they were silent. Now when Jesus came, he took ordinary men so that you will not feel disqualified by your background. He took ordinary men. He turned them into extraordinary men and women. And he said, follow me. I will teach you. I will show you how to fish in the sea. Now, you see, it is the sea that we are dealing with today. The sea that is drowning our people, he said, I'm going to show you how to benefit from the sea that is killing people. You will not only walk on it, you will benefit from it. I'm praying that there will be a people here after today's message. You won't just overcome the sea, but you will also benefit from the sea. The elements will operate in your favor. The Bible said in Revelation, I saw the dragon and the woman about to give birth. When the woman gave birth to the child, the dragon opened his mouth and spewed out water that the water should drown the woman and the child. But the Bible said the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the water. The element was operating in the favor of the woman and the child. And I pray that the air, the earth the fire and the water they will operate in your favor when they use the earth against you may the earth open its mouth and swallow their charms when they contact the air and they contact the fire against you whilst you are asleep I pray that the fire will return against them when they put poison in your food the fire that is cooking the poison will cook the poison and swallow the poison when they use water against you may the water come upon your crops and cause your crops to do well i don't know who i'm talking to but nothing can overcome you when the lord is in charge and when you have mastered the third heavens and you are operating from the third heavens every knee shall bow when you call the name jesus and they will speak in your favor hallelujah hallelujah lava debris and in Matthew chapter 14, we see this encounter happening live. Matthew chapter 14, we see this encounter happening live. And I want to open some lessons up to us. 
the Bible says Jesus had just finished working a miracle. And it is the miracle of feeding 5,000 men and over because their wives and children were part. So he had finished multiplying five loaves of bread, two pieces of fish to feed over 5,000 people and the service had come to a close. Now watch this. When the service came to a close, now in Matthew, in Mark, and in John, it's only Luke who doesn't report this, but Matthew, Mark, and John all report this process. Now when you read all of them, then you get a complete picture of what happens. So I will show you from the various books exactly picture of what really happened. Jesus had finished the service. Now when he finished the service, the Bible said he, 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 was, he was seeing the people off. He was seeing the people off. So the disciples moved to shore where the boat was to wait for Jesus. When the master who had worked the miracle was still on the church grounds, seeing off the congregation because after service, some will come and greet him. Some will also come with something that must be done for them that could not be done during the service and Jesus was waiting to see them off. And you must understand the nature of Jesus. You will understand the nature of Jesus when he was about to feed these people. And the disciples said, tell them to go home for there is no bread for them. And even one year's salary cannot buy bread for all of them. Tell them to go home. And Jesus said, if you tell them to go, they will faint on the way. So you give them food to eat. It tells you the nature of the man. So after the service, he still stayed back. And the Bible said to see them off. But the servants of Jesus, the disciples of Jesus, who were supposed to be serving who? They were supposed to be serving who? Jesus. They were tired because they had fed 5,000 people. They have gone around feeding them 5,000. 5,000. They didn't produce the miracle. Theirs was to serve their table. Now they are too tired. So they left Jesus and went to the shore, to their boat, to wait for him. Uriah Umrah will go home. And the Bible says also that when he delayed, they pushed the boat and they went. You won't get that in Matthew. So let's go to John. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Before you think I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. John 6, 16. John 6, 16. Now, when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. The same story. The disciples went where? They went down to the sea. They got into the boat and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark. Jesus had not come to them yet. Now, wait. I want to show you the versions. John chapter 6. 16. Thank you, Jesus. I'm reading the NLT. 
16 says, that evening, okay, that evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to do what? To wait for him. They left him there and they were going to wait for him. 17. But as darkness fell and Jesus still had not come, he had delayed. They got into the boat and they headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Whenever he finished, he can come. So you see, the true story is that Jesus was keeping too long for their liking. He had prolonged the service too long. Now we have close to. He's still talking to the people one by one. And he expects us to be standing or sitting and waiting for him. You see, they had left Jesus. And he's dealing with them one by one. And seeing them off. If he had to pray for somebody, who would have ushered for him? If he had to de do deliverance for somebody. Pray for a madman. Pray for a sick person. Who would have ushered for him? They left him went to the shore and waited for him because they are too tired to wait for him. Now, when evening was coming and they realized, Adiyasa, there could be traffic on the road and he has still not come, they entered the boat and they left him. When he finished, he can look for any boat in the area and come. After all, he knows where we are going. And they left him alone and they went because he was delaying. But you know something? What you must realize is this. Jesus does not only teach by what he says. He teaches by what he does. That is why he washed their feet. And then he said to them, you call me Lord and Master. And truly I am. And I am washing your feet as your Lord and your Master. He said, go and do likewise. Go and do what you see me do not only what you see me or you hear me say. That is why in Acts chapter 1 verse 1, Luke says, I am writing to you of all the things that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Jesus began both to do and to teach. So he was telling them, he was teaching them as disciples by the things he was doing and by the things he was saying. And when the people were hungry, he said, let's feed them. That is what he was doing. Now they have closed the service and he's taking time to deal with the people so that they go home comfortably. And the disciples could not learn that from him and they left. But you know something? It is this Jesus who was serving the people that was also able to do the miracles. So if you're following him so you can do the miracles he's doing, you must learn not not only by what he's saying, but what he is doing. Because it is what he's doing that is giving him the power to do the miracles that he's doing. So if you think it's only what he's teaching you or speaking to you, you will not have the full training. You would have to watch and do. Is he sinking in? And they left him. But it's interesting. The Bible says, when evening had come. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's go to Matthew 14. Matthew 14. Thank you, Holy Ghost. 
You see, my concern here is this. The Bible says, when evening was come, they were way at sea. They pushed into sea. And Jesus had not come. And they entered the sea without him. They entered the sea without him. And that is where the issue began. They got on the boat and pushed into sea. And Jesus had not come with them. And the issue is this. The night is coming so you think you are delaying. You are moving out into the sea in the darkness of the night and you've left the light of the world alone and you are about to face the tempest of the sea and you've left the master of the sea alone and you are going and your boat is empty of Jesus. And the showdown is about to happen. Let's go on verse 24, 25. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. <laughs> they were fighting heavy waves. Now, why did they go to their boat? Number one, the boat was their source of livelihood. The boat was their world. The boat was their dimension of existence. This is their existence they know. This is the dimension they have lived. It is the flesh, the earthly experience. The only experience they know. They have walked this life. They have lived this life. They have experienced this life. They have done everything. It is their source of power. It is their source of pride. It is their source of wealth. It is the business they do. It is the, the, the marriages they have. It is everything you can say about it. That is their world. And they went back straight into their boat. And they said, this is where we know. This is what we can do. And so this is what we shall use. Now, you, they did not factor in what they were going to face. All they know is this is what we've been doing. And so we will continue. They went back to their boat. And so many of us, after, after whatever God will do, what happens to us is we go straight back to our cliques. We go straight back to our friends. We go straight back to our groups. We go straight back to the old way of doing things. The same people who have never challenged us to do any better things. We go back straight to them. And then we go and hide in that environment where we are comfortable. But something is coming. That group cannot help you. Something is coming. That clique cannot help you. Something is coming. That situation you have found yourself in, it will not help you. You will die if you don't find a way to live from above. And today, I am praying somebody will join me. Let's climb up a bit higher in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, Jesus saw them that they were fighting against the wind. Now, let's go to John again. Chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. I wanted to see what they were dealing with. Some of the disciples, John chapter, is it 16? 6, chapter 6. John chapter 6, 17 and 18. But as dark 
sickness fell. And Jesus still had not come back. They got into the boat, headed across the lake toward Capernaum. 18. Soon, a gale swept down upon them, and the sea grew very rough. Now, I want this particular verse. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some versions. And I want you to listen carefully. John chapter 6, verse 18. All right. Now, listen to this. The ESV says, the sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. So number one, the sea became what? It became what? The sea became rough. And the reason was because a strong wind was blowing. Mark that one. Became rough. The New King James says, Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. And then the N-A-B-R-E N-A-B-R-E says, the sea was stirred up. The sea was stirred up because a strong wind was blowing. So three things here we can get from these three verses. Number one, the sea became rough against them. Number two, the sea rose up against them. Number three, the sea was stirred up against them. All these three because the sea, the wind was, a strong wind was blowing. So you see, the devil was going to kill them. He was going to drown them. They would die and everybody will explain it that the boat sank. But nobody would have known it was because the wind rose up against them. Nobody would know it's because the wind became rough against them. Nobody would know it was because the, wind, the, the sea was stirred up against them. All they would know was that, oh, they went to sea and they drowned. And that would have been the end of the story. But demons were behind it. Demons killed them. Demons destroyed their boat. Destroyed their marriage. Destroyed their education. Destroyed their health. Why? Because they were in that boat in the middle of the night. And Jesus, who could access the third heavens, was not with them. And they themselves didn't know how to access the third heavens. And so the devil was about to kill them. The moment he saw that they were alone, he was about to kill them. Can I announce to somebody, darkness is coming. I said, darkness is coming. And it comes to everybody in different ways, different days, different times of the day. But darkness is coming. My question is, who is in your boat? Who is in your boat? And have you mastered how to handle and operate from the third heavens? Because these guys are operating from the second heavens. But those who know how to operate from the third heavens, they will master and they will overcome. When the darkness comes, I pray for you that the Lord of the darkness will be in the boat. I pray for you that when the darkness arise and the winds begin to blow and the devil begin to release the wind against your sea, when the sea rises and become rough, listen, when the marriage, when the marriage become rough, it is because the, the wind is blowing against the marriage. A, wind, a certain wind is blowing against the marriage. Listen, when your boss rises up, because the sea rose up, when your boss rises up against you for no reason, understand that there is a wind blowing against your boss. 
Are you with me, church? When the system become, or when the systems are stirred up against you, when people are stirred up against you, there is a wind blowing behind the scene. And if you don't take care, you think it is normal. By the time you realize the wind will swallow, the sea will swallow your marriage, it will swallow your relationship, it will swallow your health, it will kill you before anybody knows. But right at the time, just before it will swallow them, it opened his mouth. Just before it will take them down, there he came walking on the waters. There he came striding on the waters. There he came riding on the waves and walking on the waves. And he says, you can, you, you can rise again their marriage, but I walk on your head. You can bring their marriages down, but I am walking on your head. You can kill their children or try to kill their children, but I walk on your head. You can bring down their education, affect their health, but not me. I walk on your head. You can rise up against nations and bring the sword against kingdoms, collapse businesses. But as for me, I walk on your head. You can rise up against their health and bring cancer and bring diabetes. You can bring all sorts of diseases. But as for me, I walk on your head. Why? Because you are operating from the second heavens. I operate from the third heavens and he that comes from above is above all I am coming from the third heavens and I am above all I know I am seated with Christ in heavenly places far above principalities and powers witches and wizards kingdoms and dominions and there is no weapon devised against me that shall prosper there is no weapon device against me that shall prosper he said when they gather together against you they shall stumble and they shall fall why because we have a name that is exalted above every name at the name jesus every knee in the heavens on the earth under the earth they shall bow every tongue shall confess that jesus is lord to the glory of god the father we have a name we have a name say his name come on say his name shout his name shout his name shout his name shout that name shout that name once you are shouting the name he's walking on the waters over your marriage he's walking on the waters over your finances once you shout the name he's walking on the waters over your education once you shout the name he's walking over the waters that want to swallow your children jesus is his name somebody shout the name Kadima Rapakato Yetele Katus Vikanto Adima Sunta Vekonta Kapa Yatabriantos Iratabakatos Yetele Vosha Ikaposa Ratobra Avantolimika Avendele Bruanta Rapa, 
Ayatosha, Ayatolia, Amasol Talaba, Yetelebosha, Ikatele Bahatosha, Vikatosha, Vintelema. Walk on our waters, Jesus. Walk on our waters. Walk on our waters. I don't know the situation you find yourself in. I don't know what is fighting you, but Jesus is here. He's walking on your waters. He's walking on your waters. The sea will not swallow you. Demons will not destroy you. Witches will not kill you. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. I said his name is Jesus. There he comes. There he comes. Riding on the waters. Shining at the sun. As the trumpet sound, Jesus galloping and walking on the waters that want to destroy you. He's stepping on their neck. Just as he stepped on the neck of the serpent and cut off his head. He's walking on your waters. His name is Jesus. He's called the Lion of Judah. And he's also called the Lamb of God. A Lamb who is also a Lion. He's perfect God and perfect man. He is the beauty of Israel. He's the fairest of ten thousands he has conquered without a fight when he opens his mouth every knee bows and every voice is silent this is the man that is coming to help he is coming to help walking on the waters and he's telling the devil you can do this to anybody but not my son not my daughter you can do it to any church but not this church why because we are coming in and we are we are assessing the third heavens power from above power from above his name is jesus demons tremble at your presence what a mighty God we serve. Oh, glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about him is good. Demons tremble at your presence. Demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty we serve God, mighty God. We Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Oh, everything written about you is free. Our demons tremble at your presence. Demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything oh, written, everything written about you. Come on, say. Demons tremble at your presence. Demons tremble. 
They will bow at the name of Jesus. They will bow at the name of Jesus. There is healing in the air. 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 Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory. I said there is healing in the air. There is healing in the air. There is deliverance in the air. He's turning things around. Demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God! What a mighty God! What a mighty God we say. Oh, glory, hallelujah! Glory, glory, hallelujah! Everything written about you is great. Sit down. Here comes a man who knows how to access the third heavens over and against the second heavens. And he is ruling over them with power and might. And they don't seem to have an answer for what he's doing. They don't seem to know how to handle this man. And they cannot drown him. The devil is blowing the wind. He's blowing the wind. Now his stomach is paining him. But still, still, they can't swallow this man. Because the more you rise, the higher he rises. You open your mouth wider, he becomes bigger. You can't swallow him. The Bible says that the heavens is his footstool. It's his throne and the earth is his footstool. Are you with me? And then the Bible says he bows down to look into the heavens. Can you picture that? When he wants to look into heaven... The place that you do this and you can't even see. He has to bow down and look for heaven. So the question is, how can you swallow him? How can you swallow him? Now, let me explain what I mean. If God is this big, if he's this big, now to explain to you how big God is, and the reason why even the heavens is too small and you have to bow down to look into it, is because everything about God is eternity. It means there is no end. So even when you come to ask or talk about his size, there is what? Come on, you want to talk about his size? There is. So the issue is how can you swallow him? So the waters opened their mouth. They could not swallow him. And he walked. And he's telling the people, this is how people who operate from the third heavens, this is how they operate. This is how they walk. This is how they overcome. And he's showing this to the people. And they were hiding in their boats. There are two types of people. Those who live in the boat and those who walk on water. These are two dimensions of operation and two dimensions of existence. And you have to choose which one you want to be. We have been like this for too long, church. We have been here for too long. We've been hiding in this boat for too long. But darkness is coming. The tempest is coming. Hurricanes are coming. Mighty winds are coming. Our boat cannot handle it. It will drown us and swallow us if we continue the way we are going. Church, it is time we step out of the ordinary into the supernatural and start operating from the third heavens. Believing and knowing we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And then when he came, as you came, 
Peter did what I am expecting everybody here to do. <laughs> now, it's interesting. I told you the other chapters give a full picture. Did you know that Jesus' intention when he was walking on the water, you know, they left him. So his intention power was not actually coming to the boat. But they were going to a particular place. And they are taking the lead. And they say he can also come. He has also found his own transport. Third heaven transport. So the Bible says his intention was that he was going to pass them and go. If you think I'm lying, I'll show it to you. We are still in John, right? Yes. Go on. Go. Go down. 19. Thank you, Jesus. No, let's go to, it is Mark. Mark 6, 4. Mark 6. Mark 6, 4. 48. Mark 6, 4, 8. Mark 6, 48. Mark 6, 4. I want, I want to show you. Jesus' intention when he was walking on the water. Then, he saw them straining at rowing, for the wind was against them. Now, about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea and would have passed them by. Now, other versions make the, would have passed them by is enough. But if you look at the other version, it gives you in normal, simple English. Okay. He intended to go past them. That was his intention. <laughs> his intention was to walk past them. And go where? To the place they were going with the boats. He was going to pass them, walking on water, to the same place. Then we see who will reach there faster. Then Peter did what I expect this church to do. The Bible said when they saw him, they were all afraid. They thought it was a ghost. Um, a ghost. And Peter said, I mean, as they got afraid, Jesus introduced himself. Don't be afraid. So, you see, I'm picturing the thing. They are in the boat, afraid to die. And Jesus is walking, he wants to walk past them. But he still finds time to tell them, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, it is me, all right? Just go ahead with your life. Go ahead with it. It's not, don't be afraid. And so he was just telling them to not to be afraid. They should continue what they are doing because he's going somewhere. I pray God will not treat you like this. Oh yeah, I pray God will not. And there are people God treats like this. Those who have decided that this boat is the only experience we want, he will not wait for you. He will pass by. Continue in your boat. This is how I want to live my Christian life. No supernatural, nothing spiritual, nothing miraculous, nothing powerful, no prayer, nothing. I want to continue like this. In this, my boat. But Peter did something different. Peter broke away from the eleven. And he reached out. He said, Jesus, if it is you, tell me to come. Uh, but Peter, you are with a group. You have a clique. You have friends. A group of friends. You walk together. You eat together. You do things together. Even in church, no one can break you. You are a group. Everybody knows. Peter said, I have been with them for a long time. I know where they can take me to. And I know where you can take me to. And I've decided I didn't come to church to play groups and cliques. I came to church to find Jesus. And now I've found you. And I know that you are a God that walks on water. Why will I remain in a boat with some group of friends? I 
choose to walk on water with you. He said, Jesus, if it is you, tell me to come and I'm going to break away. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to walk on water. I've lived in a boat for too long. It is time to live in the third heavens. Church, can I have a people who say to them, Jesus, I am ready to walk on water. I want to experience the supernatural. I want to see what I've never seen before. I want to have visions. I want to have dreams. I want to have prophetic dreams. I want to, I want to pray for the sick to be healed. I want to receive prophecies. I want to do the supernatural. I have been here for too long. It is time for me to walk on water. If Jesus can find one or two people, listen church, he will call you in the middle of the night when men are asleep and you are up in prayer trying to break through into the third heavens, he will reach out and hold you and he will bring you ashore. Listen, church, there is a door and we must walk into it. Peter said, bid me to come. I want to come. And Jesus said, come. Jesus said, come. Oh, mahadi ma'andos. Vedidi mi kadosh. Jesus said, come. And what has Jesus done? He has opened a portal. He has opened a door. He has opened a curtain. That is between the natural and the supernatural. And therefore, for the first time in the history of man, a man was about to break from the boat, about to break from the natural and step through this door, this portal and step into the supernatural. Walking on water is not natural. It is supernatural. Breaking the laws of gravity and suspension, it is supernatural. And Peter walked out of the boat and stepped through the door and started walking in the supernatural. And for the first time, the natural man stepped into the supernatural. The man began to touch divinity. The somebody who had never seen the supernatural before was now living in the supernatural. He broke loose from the ordinary and now he stepped into the extraordinary. Now the things he used to do, he does them no more. The people he used to converse with, he converses with them no more. He's breaking free from them. The agenda they used to have, he is separating himself from that agenda. Now he's seeking something higher. He wants to be something higher. He wants to overcome higher. He wants to walk higher. And Jesus said, come. Now Peter begins to walk on water. Can I have somebody who wants to walk on water here today? Now may the Lord put some anointing on your feet. Begin to walk on water now. May begin to walk on water now. May the experience that you have begin to change. May your experience begin to change. May your experience begin to change. Now when you open your mouth to pray, may you encounter the supernatural. When you open your mouth to fast and pray, may you encounter the divine. When you lay hands on the sick, may they be healed. When you declare the word of God, may it come to pass. Am I talking to somebody in this church? When you open your mouth to speak, may the heaven take your word and may the heaven turn your word around until every word you say come to pass. When witches come against you in the middle of the night, they will come and see a man that walks on water. They will see a man that walks on water. When they fly over your house, they will fall because your house cannot be swallowed by the sea or by the waters. Your house is in living in the supernatural. The door has been opened and Peter is stepping out. Out into the supernatural. Yade se to zade radi ma adu shalaba idabrianto sakus vedosha. Doors are opening. Whilst I'm talking, doors 
are openings. Lord. There are people whose desire, and it's not everybody, there are people whose desire is up in the roof. They say, God, I want this. Yes, God, I want this. Doors are opening to those yes, people. Lord. The Lord said, if you draw close, I will draw close to you. Yes. The Lord said, if you seek me with your heart, you will find me. Yes. And David said, you told me to seek you, and my heart is seeking after you. Seeking he after said, you. one thing I desire, and I that desire. one thing I seek after, yes. that I might inquire of you, that I might seek your face, yes. and that I might find you. Yes. The Lord said, I am he that has called you. I've called you by name. I've called you by name. Yes. Peter entered into the door. He was walking on water. Are you ready to do the supernatural? Are you ready to do the supernatural? May that door open to you also. Amen. Oh, may that door open to you also. Amen. May the Lord catch you and translate you into heaven. Have a visit in heaven and come back and tell us what you saw in heaven. Are you with me, church? When they come against you in one way, may God open your eyes so you will see chariots of fire all around you. So you will know that they that be for us are more than they that be against us. May the Lord begin to operate with you at another level because you desire to walk on water and you dare to break free from that group and to break free from the boat experience and begin to live on the water, walking on water. But watch this. Assessing the supernatural. Who is this Jesus that was walking on water? And Peter wants to walk on water some. Number one, it is the Jesus who served the over 5,000 people and would not go home until everybody had gone home. It is that servant Jesus that was walking on water. And the disciples would not serve, but they want to walk on water. Number two, when they had left and Jesus had finished seeing all of, over 5,000 people off alone, after having done the miracle, he had to climb the mountain also. And the Bible said he prayed the whole night. And by the fourth watch, by morning, the break of, of dawn, he saw them struggling and he stopped praying to go and walk on the water. It is this Jesus who was praying alone on the mountain that was walking on the water. You want to walk on water, you would have to break away from the group. You would have to start praying alone in the middle of the night. You would have to start serving. You would have to do what Jesus did so you can perform the miracles he performed. He didn't just wake up and walk on water. He served 5, 000, over 5,000 people. He climbed the mountain to pray alone in the middle of the night. By morning, he conquered the waters and I'm praying, I'm calling you out. You want to walk on water? Are you ready to pray? You want to walk on water? Are you ready to serve? You want to walk on water? Are you ready to serve? Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to break free from the groups and seek only Jesus and not some groups? Then the Lord has a time and an appointment with you. And I'm challenging somebody here after today. I want to hear your testimony that things are beginning to change with me. I'm beginning to see some things. I'm beginning to experience some things. And the Bible said, Peter began to walk. And then he began to sink. He began to sink. He began to sink. But I love what the Bible says. And Jesus stretched his hand. Because he cried out. He cried out. Help! And Jesus stretched his hand. He took him. If you are sinking, are you ready to call for help? 
You don't like where you are. Are you ready to call for help? If you will humble yourself and call for help, Jesus will step into your boat. He will step into your experience. Listen, he will translate you into another experience. This very morning, and the Bible says he stretched his hand. He took Peter by the hand and they walked back. Now, when people read this story, they say, and Peter began to sing. And that is the only place that interests them. But church, there are two dimensions to this story. There are two parts to this story. There is the Peter that sank. And there's the Peter that walked on water. Which one do you want to relate with? There's the Peter that was sinking. Then there's the Peter that was walking on water. Which one do you want to talk about? Which one do you want to be like? He, he was sinking. Okay. When Jesus picked him out of the waters, did he carry him on his shoulder? Did he put him at his back? What would they do? They would walk back. Peter walked to Jesus and walked back into his boat. He did what men have never done before. And Jesus held his hand and he walked with him back into the boat. And I see right now a generation of women and grandmothers. Women and grandmothers whose hand the Lord is holding. And they are walking on waters of intercession. Interceding for nations. Interceding for churches. Interceding for their children. Can I prophesy to you? Your husbands will come back home. Your children will be saved. They will not be destroyed by the enemy. The Lord will pick them out because these women, these women have their hands in the hands of Jesus and they are walking on waters, walking through doors and portals that God has opened, doors of intercession, doors of prayer. Their mouth will not be shut. Jesus is holding their hands and they are walking on water. In the middle of the night when all men are asleep, they are, they are warring and battling on their knees and they are women, they are old women, they are children. And I see, I see men who are causing revival, men who stop complaining and men who are taking on the mantle of leadership and they are into prayer they are into leading the church into different dimensions in the middle of the night in the middle of the day they are in prayer Bible study. They are moving churches. Listen, I see your children and little ones, even your babies, casting out demons in their schools. No one can initiate them. No one can initiate them into occultism. No one can arrest or steal or kidnap them. Why? Because they are anointed with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you have entered into intercession. You have entered into prayer. You are assessing the third heavens. A church that is a Turn around. There is a turn around. I said there is a turn around. Somebody, if you are ready to ascend the third heavens, open your mouth and begin to speak in tongues. Begin to conduct the third heavens. Begin to ascend the third heavens. Let the Lord hold your hands and move you through. Laveto, Shato, Iveto, Shate, Livate, Kadush, Radi, Masu, Kaba, Raku, Zaba, Ledanto, Sete, Ibantu, Lava, Levando, Sete, Shapa, a levatale, we walk on water. 
We walk on water. We walk on water. Any water intended to swallow us, we walk. We walk. We walk. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God we serve. And glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about you is great. I said, demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about you is great. Demons tremble at your presence. Demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Hey, everything written about you is great. Oh, Nisha, Eyanu, you're the God of awesome wonder. I tasted of your power. You have shown me so much mercy, much more than I deserve. The word you speak turns things around. Your outstretched yes, Lord, has lifted me, and you took away the chains and the cold. Oh, 
It is the message of the Lord. Much more than I What is your decision today? Do you desire to operate from the third heavens? Do you desire the supernatural in your life? <laughs> Do you desire that the Lord will use you even in your own home? Do you want to see victory in the name of Jesus? Do you want to walk on water? And do that which ordinary men cannot do. It is your time. Oh, it is your time to have your prayers answered. Amen. To overcome them, demons and witches Amen. and wizards. To overcome plants of darkness. It is time you desire to break free out of that boat. So you can walk on water. For as long as you remain in that boat, you can never walk and step on water. And I want to give somebody the opportunity to give his life to Jesus. So he can come into your life, to your boat, and turn things around. If you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Or you are listening to me, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to be born again. You want to repent. You want to turn away from your sins. God can give you a clean slate, a fresh start, if you will turn over your life to him. If there's anybody here like that, can you raise one hand? I'll pray for you. If there's nobody here, or if there's anybody here, and also those who are listening, you want to give your life to Jesus. I want you to pray this prayer of faith after me. After repenting in your heart, pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you for saving me. I will live the rest of my life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus.